Hey there, before we get into the episode, I gotta tell you, if you're listening live, the Decision Masters program is enrolling. The final round of 2022 begins October 24th, but spots are limited, so when we're full, we're full. So if you're ready to end the overthinking habits that keep slowing you down and really ground into what matters right now so you can make cleaner, faster decisions, book your free consult ASAP, and we'll talk all about it. All the details are at kirstenparker.com forward slash DMP. Okay, let's get into this week's episode. Oh my gosh, how excited am I for this episode? So excited that I have to sing about it. You guys, please welcome my friend and client, Ariel Ilunga, to the podcast. We had such a good conversation, I had to make it into two episodes. Get excited. So in this first episode, you're going to hear her story. Her story about making big decisions, recognizing her unhappiness, facing a ton of fear in a series of huge decisions, it's inspiring. And I am so jazzed to be sharing her story and championing her out loud because the world needs people brave enough to live their truth. There, I said it. Because it's scary. It is scary deviating from this neatly carved path. If you're in that place and you are experiencing fear or you're afraid of experiencing fear, this interview is so, so made for you. And in our next part two conversation, uh, we get into some coaching, which is so much fun. So come back next week for that episode. And I have to tell you who she is. Uh, so my this is my friend and client, Ariel, and she is the CEO and founder of Carla's Fresh Market, which will be opening its first retail location in mere months. But right now you can go online to carlasfreshmarket.com, where you should go immediately and buy yourself all of their elevated pantry staples. They have super cute curated boxes of stuff. I just keep buying stuff for myself, but it is the holiday soon. So I will probably be purchasing a lot of things for myself and for other people. And I invite you to join me. So please enjoy her story and enjoy learning how to talk with fear like she did and like she does. Welcome to the Decision Masters Podcast. Thank you for being here. Yay. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. And in the first version of this recording, which the universe did not want us to use, um, we started talking about all of your big decisions yes. that you're like a beautiful model of that I want you to share the share with the world so that they know it's possible for them too and so that we can celebrate you. Thank you. So first of all, you were explaining your journey to coaching. You needed to make a decision yeah. about your job and your life and yourself and your happiness. Yes. You know, life is so many layers. It's so complicated at times. There's so many feelings. There's so many things happening all at once. Um, so I was really, really, really unhappy with my work. Really unhappy, like in a deep unhappiness, you know, a depression and a lot of anxiety and just unfulfilled and unhappy. Um, but I also had a lot of fulfillment and enjoyment and excitement. And I was learning a lot at the same time. So there was just like, it was a coin and there was these two sides that were pushing and pulling against each other and with each other at all times. Yeah. Coupled with starting a family, like at the same time I started this. Yeah. And all of that stress and anxiety, uh, 
And so it was really hard to just even acknowledge that a change needed to be made. But once I got there, I I think, and I was really afraid to make a change. You know, I had so much, I thought like writing on this job and didn't know there was, I didn't see a way out of it or what, what the, or even what the next step could look like. And, uh, you know, it's, it just took a lot to even get to the point where I knew I was capable of saying no more of this and saying yes to like whatever would come afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's so common where we, once we start being more and more honest with ourselves about how unhappy we are in any situation, yeah, the stakes automatically start feeling so high and therefore any decision feels very risky because any decision is risky when the stakes are super high. Yes. And then our nervous systems take over and they're like, we should probably just stay here. Yeah. Like (laughs) what is it? Stay with the devil, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But that was not your, that was not your plan. That was not my plan. So once I sort of was like, um, you know, there where, um, I was unhappy and could say that and could acknowledge that I was fulfilled in some ways. Like all of these things were true and happening at the same time, Mm. but definitely the unhappiness was overriding anything else. Then the universe just presented me with all the tools and all the people that I needed to like guide me towards a healthy decision. And I was, I think I was open to all of that for the first time. So that's how you and I met rather randomly, not on purpose, like seek out coaching. Didn't know what that was. Um, So you and I met and we really vibed and a couple of other folks came into my life, therapy, like traditional therapy. Mm -hmm. And I just sort of then dove in just like dove headfirst into healing and, um, I don't know, getting right or just like taking charge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like putting myself back in the driver's seat of my life. Like I am yeah. not a victim. Things are not happening to me. Right. Which is so easy to get to that place. Yeah. And then it is, but it is so gratifying to know it's always available to you to make your way back to that place of, oh, I am in charge of what's, what the freaking frack is going on here. Yeah. I do have some, I do have some will and all of this. Yeah. Yeah. I think our default is to be like, things are happening to me. It's out of my control. It is what it like. These are phrases we hear all the time. Like it is what it is that, that sort of thinking is our D is, was my default. And there's a, and that feels almost like a safety blanket in a way, because then you don't really have to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, I, I watch myself complain about my stage management career, which same thing. I love this awareness that you're letting people know, like two things can exist at one time. Yeah. Like two things, two things can be true. You can be deeply unhappy and like sometimes fulfilled and super yeah. connected at the yeah. same time. Yeah. But I watched myself complain for years that I was like, and at the time it didn't feel victimy. It felt true. Yes. Cause it does feel true. 
I mean, in a way it is true. It is the truth of that moment. But then the other truth of that moment can be, I can make a choice to get to change a lot of this. Well, and I think something that you did to shift the focus from the fear, because it's very scary to realize like, oh, I can make a change. Because then it's like, well, are we going to do it? (laughs) Like, that's very scary. But I think something that you did that you were talking about in our first attempt at this interview was like finding out, okay, what do I really want? Yeah. Yeah. I really want to be. Yeah. That was the, I felt and have, and had felt for a really long time that I was like not living my true self or like authentic self or however, whatever buzzword we want to use. Like I was living a lie in a way. Like I was living a half truth. Like I was afraid to acknowledge who I really am in the workplace and in my career life. And, and so part of that, I, so I'm an entrepreneur and I couldn't say that before. (laughs) I couldn't even say it, let alone like live it and acknowledge it. So there was this whole layer of that there. And like always feeling that, like even at this job and all the jobs previous, just always feeling like confined and constricted in the roles and the job description, if you will. Um, And so I had to get really brave about acknowledging who I really am. Yeah. That's so interesting. What do you think was happening all of that time that you, it sounds like you were just, you felt like something was wrong with you. like that you were trying to fit yourself into these being happier in these situations that everybody else looks like they're fine with. So like, why do I have a problem? Right. Yeah. I think it's just a lot of it's fear, right? Like, and a lot of this is this like uh, presumed pathway of like roadmap that this tried and true roadmap that Mm. we are taught is though that's what you do, you know, and it doesn't work for everybody um, or works until it doesn't work anymore. And we don't really have systems or processes in place for folks to pivot. That's a word no one ever wants to hear anymore or to grow or change or explore other pathways. So yeah, I was trying to do the right thing you know, go to college, graduate, get a job, work there, get promoted, work there some more, you know, I was just trying to do the right thing. It never felt right. It just always Mm. felt like a tight box. Like I'm sure any employer will say she was great, but like, like (laughs) she didn't take feedback well, or, you know, (laughs) she always wanted to jump three steps ahead or yeah, because I need like, I love being an entrepreneur. Like the, the amount of um, diversity and just what I've done today alone really suits me. Mm. I love it. It's like that, that could be one of the titles of this episode, like the lie of the carved path or like yeah. the right pathway. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's not, there's no one size fits all anything. No. There's no one size fits all marriage, friendship, mothering. There's just, there's no one size fits all. All just a bunch of messy adults figuring it out. 
Yes. Messy humaning. Yeah. And once that's, once you are okay with that, then it's like, oh, I have so much freedom to just make up whatever life I want to make up. Yes. Yeah. Which you are. Yes, totally. So you made this big decision. Yes. Quit the job. To leave the job. Quit the job. Acknowledge I'm an entrepreneur. Next. And then you made the big decision to really start this business. Start the business. Start to open a, a brick and mortar retail store. Um, always wanted to do it. I've always dreamed about having a store. I, I don't know if you ever watched 90210. I did, but there was yeah. like that that season or two when they're in the college years where Donna and you know they had their store. <laughs> I can't was that your was that your like yeah. inspiration? Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna <laughs> get a store. Yeah, I'm gonna be like Donna. Um and Kelly, uh yeah, always wanted a store. And it's for, it's like changed. It was going to be, I worked in fashion a long time ago. You know, it was going to be fashion. It was going to be a lifestyle. It's always been a retail. Like I've always felt really connected to retail. And for some, mm. I like the interfacing with people. So yeah. So just that, yeah, I'm going to open this business. I'm going to open a, a neighborhood grocery store. I'm going to take my farmer's market experience. I'm going to take my past PR and fashion experience. And I'm going to open like my dream grocery store. Yeah. So how did you do that? Managing your fear brain who probably had a lot of opinions about like, I don't even know how to do that. Where do we even start? Who am I to do that? Can I even do that? It's probably too late. Like whatever, what did your brain have to say about it? And then how did you manage that? So I mean, there's been phases of it, right? Like, um, I will say the biggest push forward was during COVID, early COVID. Well, I quit the job being like, I'm going to do this. It's now or never. Mm. And had already started working on it. Like had already been doing a lot of the, like had done all the research for the business plan and already started working on it. Started early crunching numbers, got super defeated about that. Cause it was like, you're going to need hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's scary put it down. Um, and you know, it was like, it was there, but it was like down and then COVID hits us Mm. and my best friend dies and I'm in your, um, and our coaching, our group coaching program. program. Yeah. Group program. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I think this is what I'm talking about. Like there's so many layers always like I mean, you're almost never arriving anywhere clean. You know, there's just always like background, foreground, you know, there's just always so much shaping anything. Um, and so all of those ingredients, perfect storm almost of like sudden amount, like in a weird way, some downtime, even though I'm like parenting two small children and like becoming a kindergarten teacher for some reason, like, yeah. like, but like, even still, like there was some downtime in that and I'm in a coaching program, like for the first time in my life and my best friend is dead. And all of those, I, I was like, it's, I have to pick this back up again. Like I, and, and cause I a, had the time to do it and B, my best friend, Carla was like telling me literally like, you better not stop. And I'm in this coaching program for the first time, acknowledging all of my creepy crawly thoughts. So 
it was almost like I had all of these checks and balances at, at the right time. Like Mm -hmm. I, we would show up to group coaching and we would all like be really honest with each other and vulnerable. And then we were all holding each other accountable to whatever goal we had set in the beginning of Mm -hmm. the program. And then I have this angel above saying, keep going. Like you have to keep going. And I have, you know, free time in the, like just random free time where it's like, we're just watching TV today, you know, because zoom kindergarten is like actually not a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not a and thing. You can't go outside and you can't, and you can't cause it's smoking or it's 113 degrees and there's COVID, you know, like we, we have crafted our little hearts out today. Go watch some Sesame street, you know? Yeah. So suddenly at three o'clock in the afternoon, it was like, what am I going to do with myself? I'm going to start working on this business plan. So that was, so when my fear did creep up during those times, I had all of this accountability in place, um, that I didn't intel- didn't intentionally put there. Like I didn't intentionally, yeah. I mean, I intentionally signed up for the coaching program, but I didn't know that we were going to be in COVID. Right. You know, I quit the job. Not, I knew I was going to do this, but I didn't know how. So, you know, I always say you have to have a little trust in the universe and in the process, you have to have a little bit of faith. Yeah. Yeah. And in you, I think that that's what you are giving people permission to do is take one step at a time. Yeah, it is. It's always one step at a time. Yeah. No matter what. Knowing. Yeah. Yeah. It's always one step at a time. Like, and I, I, and I feel like I, I don't know if I'm answering the questions great or not because no, it's beautiful. It's always one step at a time. Like I can't, if that I can tell you what was going on in my mind at the moment and how I managed the fear in the moment. And that I managed it because I had accountability. I think that was the biggest thing. I yeah. made a decision number one, but number two, I had accountability, right? Yeah. So I had these training wheels. I had all these training wheels in place at the early days of this really big choice. And I didn't, I didn't knowingly put them on. They just were there. Yeah. And so how I do that today in terms of my fear is much different than how I did it then. Yeah. Cause I'm different, but in the beginning I had some training wheels. So I guess I would say to anybody about to make a big, big life choice is get some support and get some accountability. Yes. Like plan, like if it feels like it's going to be hard, plan yeah. on making it easier Yeah, with anything. Cool. Just get a little support. And you, and I think, honestly, I really believe in this. Once you say it and like say it out loud, you can just be like to yourself in the shower or driving is when I do my best talking to myself. Mm-hmm. Like the universe is like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to get that feedback. Yeah, we have our marching orders. She's asking for help. Let us help her. Like she yeah. wants to do this. Okay, you, let's, let's go. Everyone, places please. <laughs> and, and then you just be open to it. And then magically, you know, someone's going to show up and you're just going to, it's all going to come to you, but you need to tell the universe. Okay. I need, I need to quit my job. I need to do this thing. And then the universe is like, okay, let's help her. Let's help her. Yeah. And stop being quiet about it. No, like, you stop to trying like- to take the burden on of looking perfect and put together and like, you know, what step 12 is, even though you're at step two, right. Like, stop putting all that pressure on yourself. Totally. Let it be I, messy. Let yourself yeah. know one thing at a time and get help. Yes. Always ask for help, but yes, yes. 
no one knows anything about step 12. What is that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think about step 12 anymore. I love that. <laughs> and your brain will not stop asking. That's yeah. the thing. I it's mean, like, I was is... paying bills today and I was like, okay, you know what? I got it sorted through the end of August, you know? I mean, it's sort of really to October, but like it's sorted to the end of August. And then I said, what am I going to do in October? I'm like, who cares? It doesn't matter. I don't have time to think about that. Yeah. And you've no future. You has you. That's like back to the self-trust. It's like October me is on top of it. She's on it. Today, I don't know. I don't know. You know, maybe another freelance gig will land in my lap and I'll, everything will be fine. Everything will be fine regardless, but I can't waste any energy thinking about those bills in October. Mm. Freedom. Yeah. Freedom to like be where you are mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. let, like trust future you. Mm-hmm. Future everybody. Right. I mean, I've decided I'm not in this alone. So like future everybody. Yeah. Like, get information to <laughs> like, get it well, all. Speaking of not being in it alone, are we yeah. talking about the decision, which we don't have to, but are we talking about the decision to walk away from the money? Oh, we can talk about that. We had that was a huge. Oh yeah, that was a huge decision. The last time you and I saw each other face to face, it had like just happened. Yeah. Okay, so it's just like should we give the people context? Yeah. Okay. So, um, twenty twenty one, early twenty twenty one, I had finished the business plan and you know gotten a lot of feedback on it from various folks out there and friend of mine helped me build the financial model, you know, this like beautiful eight tab Excel document. Couldn't have done that by myself. That's for help. And, and he's like, okay, well, you know, it seems like you need to raise $600,000. Deep breath. And it's like, okay. Like, and so how does, like, how does one do that? you know, and he's a CFO. And so he's sort of giving me tips and this is how that's going to look. Okay. And then now you're going to need to build a deck. Okay. Build a deck, build my deck. And so we have all of our little tools in place, February, 2021. And then we set out to like raise money. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, maybe I should have like read a book, like checked out a book at the library or something. I didn't. Um, you know, I asked other entrepreneurs, how do you raise money? Like, what do you do? Um, found a great group of entrepreneurial women. So there you go. More accountability, more resources yep. that I could call on and coach me through it. So I'm out there and I'm just draining through my network, going through my network. And finally somebody connects me with someone else. And so we proceed talks for, you know, the better part of a year. And We get to a point at the close of that where I just, it's not feeling good. In a deep, like in a deep, like physical, I can feel where it doesn't feel good. And this was going to be an investor, like a investor person coming to the table with a huge pile of money. Yes. And a partner who's like, I have experience doing this. Let's get you going. Sounds like a dream, right? I'm not feeling good. 
So meanwhile, we found a great spot. We're in lease negotiations. We've come to great terms. This landlord is awesome. He's a wonderful human. And I make the decision to cease negotiations uh, with a partner. And knowing that if I did that, I'm losing this beautiful space because there's no way. Like it's, it's bigger than what I had imagined more work going into. It's going to take more people to staff it. It was really, it really wasn't the core dream to begin with, mm-hmm. but, be, but, but it was what was happening at the time. Right. And I had this pot of money and I could like get it going. What well, couldn't, I couldn't do that by myself. Yeah. So I so it was like, if I do, if I make this decision to not move forward with this, this not feeling very good, then I have that. I know I'm going to lose this other thing. Like I can try, but I'm like, I have to, be prepared to lose it. And so, you know, it was just, it was like all types of crying. It was like the ugly cry. It was like the soft whimper cry. It was just the buckets of tears cry. It was like mm. all the crying. And I thought I had lost my dream. I lost every, everything I've worked for. It's been two years. I've, these are the things I would, I said to myself, it's been yeah. two years. I have nothing to show for myself. This is embarrassing. Mm what a waste of time. I've lost everything. I've lost my dream. I've come so far and I have nothing to show for it. But I knew it had to be done. Yeah. So I, that's one of those like cross, like that's one of those, like, I don't know, just defining, defining decisions in yeah. a way. And that pop, like the precedent you had set for yourself where two thing, two truths can exist at the same time. That's what I'm hearing loud and clear, which is yes, all of these thoughts are happening and all of this grief is happening. And all of these projections about like the future, what we're missing out on, what we're losing, what it's costing us, mm-hmm. all of this is happening. And my, like I know my truth. Yeah. And this isn't right. Yeah. And I have to say right. no to this. Yeah. And that takes a lot. That's I think that speaks to your cup, like the capacity you built for yourself to hold all of that at the same time. It was really that, hard. That, otherwise, that it sounds terrible. Yeah. But it's also completely self-honoring. Yes. Yes. And you didn't let fear make any of your decisions for you. I had let fear make a lot of decisions for me up until that point. I will say that. I will say that it had been feeling right for a really long time. Yeah. And maybe even since the beginning, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. But it sounded right. It doesn't feel right. And, uh, but it was like, but, but we, you know, this person is, believes in me and no one else is ponying up and no one else is, you know, so this has to be right. And, you know, a big one, a big story I told myself was that, that ever, other people told me, it's like, your first deal is never going to be great. You know, the forgetting the first one open is always mm. going to be the hardest. And, you know, you have to make sacrifices and you're going to have to compromise and your deal's not going to be right. Your second deal will be better and just got to do what it takes to get the first one open. And, So all of that feedback I was receiving, you know, I turned it into like, oh, this has to hurt. This should Mm. hurt. 
This has to hurt. It's right because it hurts. Yeah. Yeah. But I also love that you're being honest with that at the same time as not making yourself wrong about it, because I think this is a big misunderstanding that we think that once we like that fear is something to be conquered one time. And then we're like, from that point on, we're just these like bouncy little effervescent beings that go around being like, everything is easy. This is awesome. Let's put it on Instagram. And it's, it's not, it just gives like the more familiar you become with fear and communicating honestly with yourself through it the more masterful you can masterfully, you can deal with it when it happens. But that's not to say you should ever like, there's any perfect way we should ever be. No. Right. I mean, there's, I mean, good luck. There is no perfect way. I mean, it is perfect. Or if, it, you know, that's such right. a loaded word where it's like, I know. is it perfect or isn't it perfect? Is um, it? it is perfect. Um, yeah, no, I, you know, the fear is information. Yes. What you have to start seeing it as, you know, it's information. It's think of it as like another one of your senses, right? Like Mm. for snow smells fire. You're not going to, there might be a fire there. You know, you might want to go investigate if you left the stove on, there might be a fire and there might not like, and there might not your nose. You you need to get your eyeballs involved. (laughs) You know, there might not be a fire. That's why you have the other senses to help you out when one yeah. of them is, you know, not detecting something else, not fire, it's something else. So I would see, I would put fear right in there with yeah. sight, taste, smell, fear. Like it's, yeah. infor- it's information. And then you yeah. just have to get really curious about it is my new thing. It's my new thing. I'm just getting really curious about my feelings. Yeah. Instead of, I don't know, almost like the why me, it's almost like, what are you trying to tell me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they're like fear happening in itself is not a problem. It's no. just something that's going to keep happening. Yes. Forever. A hundred percent. As long as we're humaning. Yes. So what are you trying and to th- tell me? Is this yeah. a scary situation and I need to run? Or am I you know, uh, uh, am I moving from like my childlike self? Am I moving from old programming or old wiring, whatever you want to call it? You know, is this an old uh, model coming into like, you know, your old self who shows up and is like, we don't know these things, you know, or your childlike self where it's like, I feel left out, you know, whoever your childlike self was. And so that's, that's kind of where I I start questioning. I start to get really curious, like what's going on? Like, what are you trying to show me? What are you trying to tell me right now? Mm. And sometimes it's true. Like, right. Sometimes it is like Mayday. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That's literally that energy is not always to be conquered and overcome. Yeah. All these buzzwords about like, no fear being some bad guy or some obstacle. No, I it really is information. Yeah. It's just information. It's just like your, your sense of smell. Like you can't conquer your sense of smell. Like even yeah. though something can be really stinky, like fear is just there to be like, Hey, you know, we are experiencing something here and we're afraid. Yeah. yeah. 
But I love dispelling this myth that at some point it's supposed to get, it's supposed to get gone because you hear. Yeah. That's why I love, Um, like if we, if we were playing one version of the movie of your life, which there could be several, but if we do like the big decisions of leaving the job and starting the business and walking away from this money and then the update, which I haven't even heard yet, but whatever next big decision there is, it's like, it's, it's never not scary. You just become, you just have to keep doubling down on being on your own team. Yeah. Being true real with yourself. Yeah. But not holding yourself to such standards that you're supposed to have information that you don't have yet. That's why I think that you back at the beginning of the talks when it like didn't feel right, you could say at that point you should have known or you could say yeah, I didn't have enough information yet. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it was a huge learning experience. And I did have some regret, but now I don't. I am actually really grateful. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, I learned so much. I learned so much. Really grateful for the experience. Don't regret it it at all or the person or the experience at all. Yeah. So grateful. So I'm so much more ready for what's coming for me than I was before. Mm, Confetti for that. (laughs) And it's also building valuable evidence for yourself too, right? Because the next time you encounter something, the next time you encounter something, your nervous system and like the the chatty fear voices around the table might say like, oh, something's going wrong here. Something is bad. And you might experience all of those things at once, right? It might be fear. It might be like that gift of pre-perspective that we have. It's like, okay, this might feel like ass right now, but there might be something good for me on the other side of it. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I think being less of being less afraid of, you know, making mistakes or, or failing or whatever challenges being less, I'm less afraid of that now. And I'm, and I'm so comfortable being like, I have no idea what I'm doing. So just tell me again. (laughs) Thank you. That's like, you think, being like, thank you for letting us live the rest of our lives, like not pretending for the sake of what? For no good reason. Yeah. I feel get help. Yeah, I actually feel super super like I feel slightly liberated. Um, because I can just be and I'm not not forecasting and I'm not living in the past and I'm living true to myself for the first time ever. We're throwing confetti. Oh my gosh. I'm obsessed with our conversation. Okay. I'm going to ask you three questions. Okay. That I did not prepare you for, but rapid okay. fire. So don't, no pressure to be, to answer perfectly. And then I'm going to ask you to share with everybody, like how to find you and where to buy all the things. On the internet. So my first question is, what would you say to somebody who is thinking about coaching? Short answer. Do it. If you're thinking about it, that little seed was planted in there somewhere for some reason and just do it. Yeah. Do it. End of story. Yeah. Have a talk with, a, with whoever the coach is, get someone you vibe with. Um, 
and like really just have a conversation with them and bring some of your scaries and see how they respond to them. And if it makes sense, you know, pursue, but I would say do it, like trust your instincts, trust the little nudges we all get. Mm. And, um, nothing bad can come up. There's no, it's a win-win. There's literally nothing bad that can come from it. So you just do it. If you've got that little seed planted, I would go for it. Even if you have no goals in life, you're still going to have to like live and be a human. Yeah. Your fears are still going to show up. Indecisiveness, uh, cloudiness, depression, anxiety, joy, abundance, all of these things are still going to show up. And I think the best part about like having worked with you and continue to work with you is man, getting, having tools to manage all of that. The things that are going to show up rather than like, you know, the five-year plan or whatever that is. Yes. Right. Like yes. it's Thursday, you know, yes. I might, <laughs> like, I might be afraid today about something. And so how do I manage that? And for me, it's like, I've gotten really curious about it, but I didn't know I could ask my fear a question a year ago. Like I didn't know I could like talk with my fear. So I think that's also something people should think about. It's like, you still are human and you're going to have like a lot of feelings and they're not going away. That's not the goal. Like I, this whole stupidness around don't make emotional decisions. All decisions are emotional. Thank you. And the problem is we don't know how to feel like process and, yeah. and, and rationalize or whatever you want to say, intellectualize, conceptualize our feelings, yeah. use them or turn them into powerful tools to make decisions from decision masters program tools for humaning the tagline. I love it. What kind of decision maker would you call yourself today? Hmm. Clear. Hmm. Grounded. Um, tethered in a good hmm. way to something. Yeah. Like my, like I have sort of my, you know, tetherball, there's the pole. Like I have that and, you know, sometimes you're like that ball just whipping around, but if you root it to something, you can sort of, you know, sway the course of your, any, your life out there somewhere. So I'm like that. Like, I don't think I'm a perfect decision maker or what even what that is, but think I have just like this root thing that I can keep coming back to that helps me stay rooted and grounded. Yeah. Like your anchor. Yeah. I have an anchor. Stealing that tetherball <laughs> metaphor. So good. <laughs> okay. My final question is what's the most self-honoring decision you've made in the last week that you want to share with us? It could be in the last 24 hours. Thanks for and not really, preparing this is just- me for that. No, it's just an excuse for you to be able to like look, look back and practice savoring. Oh, right. Okay. But it's also, I'm also like, what happened this week? Um, I know. I know. Like, like how old are your kids? What's happening in your house? <laughs> what do we do on Monday? Um, 
I think I'm also, I, I would say back to kidding and parenting is I think I'm doing great there because, you know, we're at these ages of eight and five and there's thoughts and opinions, but I think I'm doing a really good job at listening, but also not taking on more than I can at the time. Mm. I mean, just mm. I'm being comfortable with listening to myself in the moment and just being like, I don't really want to read that book right now. And you can go to bed. Um, I love you. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. What else am I doing? That's really self-honoring. Um, I think I made some great financial choices this week, really looked at the budget and just decided what needed to be purchased and what would wait. Mm. Um, we went on vacation last week. That was super self-honoring. Yes. One of the best parts of that vacation was drink a margarita. And then I passed out, um, face down on a lounge chair by the pool. Living the dream. Cause I needed to. Yeah. Yeah. That's what needed to happen in that moment. Yeah. <sighs> so good. So that's so good. I feel like that was like three terrible things to tell people. If you sec, if you, if you want me to take it out later, but I think it's fabulous. And I think that every, like, nobody's going to be mad about a margarita. Okay, great. Um, where can anyone find you? Tell us everything that you want us to know about Carla's fresh market. Okay. It's amazing. I'm the founder and CEO of Carla's fresh market, a reimagined neighborhood grocery store. We're going to be opening up our first brick and mortar soon, um, pending the city of LA, probably early 23 now. Um, but right now we are selling elevated pantry staples online at carlosfreshmarket.com. I also have a pop-up pantry where I pop up all over LA with a curated selection of pantry items. Instagram, Carlos Fresh Market. Great. I have a newsletter. Yep. I read it. Anybody, and you guys can just call me. Here's I'm kidding. Don't give out my phone. Number. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we'll go to Carla's fresh market on Instagram, yeah. find out where you're popping up next and yes. then look for your brick and mortar, which is happening because the movie didn't end. Cause the movie didn't know to that, that person and that money. No. Like you just decided I'm not going to give up. And then you, you didn't, and then you still haven't. And here we are today. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly how it happened. Yeah, we decided. We already decided back then. And then we just keep, we just hold true to that decision. Mm. And things so happened. You, things happened. We learned all of the lessons. We got everything we needed out of that experience. And then I just didn't know that that wasn't the way it was supposed to go. Exactly. That's you all. encountered that it was the misunderstanding. I was yeah. like, Oh, I thought things were going to go this way. Turns out yeah. that's not how they were going to go. Great. Yeah, They were going to go on. that way. And I just didn't know. I had no, I knew nothing about it. So now we're here and we're doing another way. And it's like, it's really great. I'm learning a lot and we're getting closer. I love that that wisdom just got slipped in like right at the end too. Uh, thank you for being here and talking to us and to me about you. Cause you're amazing. I'll come back anytime. Please, because I feel like we only scratch the surface. Next time we should like eat together and do it. Okay. Yeah. With wine or margaritas. Either. Yeah. It's still summertime. 
California, you can always have a margarita. I love it. (laughs) It's like our national drink. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for chatting. And we're going to, we'll see you at the market. We'll see you at the market. Oh, that was a good tagline. Hey, did you love this episode? Well, guess what? The Decision Masters program is enrolling right now. If you're ready to trust every decision you make and stop living in overthinking agony, you will want to check this out. Get all the details at kirstenparker.com forward slash DMP. That's kirstenparker.com forward slash DMP. I will see you in the Decision Masters program.